And on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys, mental decrepitness is the new Democrat standard. That trend was started by Sleepy Joe, and it is now metastasized to candidates all around the country following his lead. What the hell is going on if not puppets being controlled by the globalists above? Guys, I want to welcome everybody into this tuned up live Wednesday edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Make sure before we go any further, you help us grow. We have had our two biggest days back to back so far, two biggest days in a row. Help us go for three in a row by rumbling this video. That is the plus sign on your browser and the thumbs up on the mobile app. Keep all of the LFA shows in the top 20. First time ever yesterday we rolled in the top 20. We are growing exponentially and we have so much in store for you. Great show by Jeremy. Great show by Loud Majority. Great show by Antonio as always. And we got a big show for you today. Producer Frankie and I are fired up and let's go. And hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Wednesday, October 26th. Joined in studio by the most bass producer in the game, Frankie. Frankie, how are we doing, sir? Oh, always good to be here. All good right. Morning. Frankie with the uh, with the smooth, funky voice to match the intro music. We like that. Oh. Um, yeah, sounding good. Guys, you know who didn't sound good last night, and it's the talk of the town. And we're going to break it down here and, and talk about what's really going on with that debate last night. But we've seen over the last three days... It just get insane. It's just getting totally something that would be in a Saturday Night Live skit if it was flipped around that we had Republican uh, doing what John Fetterman did last night and Kathy Hochul doing what she did last night. If the script was flipped, you better believe wall-to-wall coverage would be today of Republicans falling on their face in debates. You better believe it. But guys, the Biden regime right now is in a state of utter clampdown on the free flowing of information. They have dominated the narrative. They have seized control of the press in ways that just 10 years ago, 20 years ago, would have been thought of as unimaginable, okay? And just so you know how disingenuous it is. Now, a lot of people today are like, oh, Fetterman was stroked out. Oh, this happened. You know, it's really bad. All this. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But on this show, we like to go a level deeper. And we're going to show just how orchestrated the Fetterman campaign is, how orchestrated and phony it is, and we've never seen anything like this before. So we're going to start out today at the White House, and we're going to go Jean-Pierre and the White House answering questions about Fetterman, okay? What is their official stance on this? Frankie, roll the clip. Uh, prepares to appear with John Fetterman later this week uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, there's obviously, as you know, been a lively debate over Fetterman's health following his stroke. Do you know if the president uh, believes there's any sort of reason for concern on that point specifically? So, uh, again, because it's connected to the uh, to his to his election, um, I want to be really careful. The Hatch Act, it's something that we do respect. Oh, yeah. They uh, care about the Hatch Act. Here, sure. But speaking <laughs> yeah. only about the president's uh, um, personal conversation with Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, uh, the president has found him to be an impressive individual. Oh, and he wait. The president has found him to be an impressive individual. Yes, because Joe Biden is the standard bearer and the arbiter for who is actually mentally competent. Guys, it's clown world, okay? 
guy. It's a dementia patient, dementia patient talking to a stroke victim. And I don't even like, I know it's like funny and it's easy to make light of it, but what it really is, it's sad. Okay. It has now become a trend in the Democrat party. The new hot thing to do is angry wives who won't let their husbands drop out and go relax and sit on the couch in their living room. You got Dr. Jill. Okay. Who totally is leading Joe Biden around choreographed pure elder abuse right there. And then you have Giselle Fetterman, who is flipping out that the MSNBC reporter pointed out that John Fetterman wasn't good at small talk before their sit-down interview just two weeks ago. But guys, when I talk about the control of information and the monopoly that this regime has, it even expands, and we showed this the other day, we showed you the fact that Fox News, unfortunately, is part of this big, mushy cabal, that even some of the messaging on Fox News is made to be more fluffy and uniparty. And, oh, it's a close thing. It's made to be more fake than it actually is. It's just with the right wing slant. So we're going to show you, this was Fox News just, I think this was yesterday, the day before that, talking about the Fetterman debate. Listen to how they frame it and the elephant in the room just being totally ignored by them. Frankie, roll the clip. He's 6% ahead, okay? Single digits. The, si single digits. Why? because everybody's focusing on the personal attack. People aren't focusing on the issues that matter to the voters. But obviously, these issues don't matter perhaps as much, just like a debate doesn't matter as much. The people are pretty much set on who they're going to vote for. You know this. It's going to change, you know, a vote or two. But tonight, there are going to be people that are going, oh, look, Fetterman's not fit, you know, for office. He's going to read this. And then the people that love him are going to say, we have no problem with that. He's doing really oh, good. Oh, yeah. He's doing, yeah. Oh, no. No people will have their opinion on the debate. Listen to that woman downplay the debate. Listen to herself. Fetterman's up six points. Oh, they're going to say he's doing good. Oh, people don't really matter. It doesn't really matter about the debate. Why aren't they pointing out the elephant in the room? That when John Fetterman gets on that debate stage for the first time in the history of modern politics, guys, this is what, what needs to be pointed out here, okay? For the first time in the history of modern politics, we have somebody who cannot understand compute and regurgitate sentences that relate to their policy positions. I'm not kidding when I say this, that high schoolers could perform better if they were swapped into a debate in Fetterman's place against us. That's a scary thing because guys, unfortunately, the reality of the situation is the public is so manipulated by millions of dollars of advertising campaign dollars that get funneled into Pennsylvania right now that they could legitimately elect this man. Okay. And the only reason he hasn't been swapped out is because they don't want to mess up the name ID and the polling. That's the only reason Fetterman hasn't been swapped out. All right. We got him. We stuck with him. It is a fundamentally disingenuous thing to do. And people are now saying, well, wh well why did he debate last night? Why was he even on the stage? Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute and why I think his advisors put him on the stage because everyone's all the Democrats like that are being somewhat objectively honest, right? Are saying, how the hell could they have put him on the, on the stage like that? Why would his advisors do that? Okay. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but first I just want to roll. This is the official line coming out of the Democrat party. Where is the, the Democrat, uh, I guess the majority leader, Chuck Schumer, where is the leadership in Washington saying, guys, stop, this isn't right. Let's be real people here for a minute. This isn't normal. This is John Fetterman on a very important topic, specifically to Western Pennsylvania, fracking. Frankie, roll the clip. I want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? 
I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Amazing. Amazing. Could you imagine, it, and this is where it's like, oh, let's hold everybody to the same standard. Could you imagine if Donald Trump in a debate, when they said, oh, you flipped position on this, like when they said he went from pro-choice to pro-life, and they said, why have you switched your position? You know, and Trump gave this whole speech about how he evolved, because he knew a friend who was going to have an abortion, and they had the kid, and he gave the story. Can you imagine if Trump said, I am pro-life, I don't, I am pro-life, and I am pro-life, right? Would you buy that? No, you wouldn't buy that. And nobody should buy that, okay? And it really is a travesty that that's happening. And the whole time I was wondering, I'm like, interesting, uh, that Dr. Oz, as we're breaking down what happened, Dr. Oz, I guess, chose Frankie not to engage him on how stupid he sounded. I mean, it's smart. I, I think it was a smart strategy, okay? Because what basically with Dr. Oz, and you know, there's two schools of thought there. And I think Dr. Oz, everyone says, oh, Mike Crispy, just a crazy talk show host. I think from a political tact perspective, and I got to give Dr. Oz credit because his campaign has taken off leaps and bounds ever since yours truly tweeted angrily at him, okay? Yeah, after the uh, grocery produce. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ever since I got mad about the crudite thing, I was like, dude, get your shit together. He has gotten his act together, and he's running a much better campaign. Is he the perfect candidate? No, obviously not. But is he running a much better campaign? Absolutely. And I'll tell you this for starters. If Dr. Oz and Fetterman's uh, health situations were flipped, I would be saying that he should have dropped out and that th this is just very cruel. It's elder abuse. I would condemn it. And I wouldn't be happy about it. Um, but I would say that, you know, the candidate needs to be swapped out. I would have said that long ago, but we've gone down this path, and now this path of no return for the Democrats. But Dr. Oz, I thought, had the right strategy, okay? Because when lines like this are then regurgitated, it's easy to jump down the throat and say it's nonsensical. But Dr. Oz did a very good job of maintaining his composure and not jumping down the obvious fact that this guy can't formulate sentences or think. They had a big monitor um, behind the moderators that Fetterman was reading off of the whole time. So this is Fetterman when he was asked a question about not paying his taxes. Listen to how he answers this question. Roll Frank. We'll allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. Oh, it was all, right. all about nonprofit that you didn't pay your taxes. Dr. Oz accused and said to Fetterman, you haven't paid your taxes. You've been a trust fund baby, right? And you haven't, you haven't done that. That was his response. It was a nonprofit with two people to give them an opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. Guys, it doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense. It is disqualifyingly poor. And even the moderators were uncomfortable about it. Because what would happen, again, if Trump or Republicans said that, the moderators would have said, uh, can you follow up on that and actually give context? Remember when the moderators would jump down Trump's throat during the debates? Chris Wallace. So, yeah. So what if Chris Wallace was there, right? So, But this is the double standard now, and it's not okay. It is absurd. But, guys, John Fetterman's thing was so manipulated and choreographed that his advisors before the debate even spoon-fed him the fact that, all right, John, you got to have a counterattack. It needs to look organic. So when Dr. Oz is saying something, you need to interrupt him and cut him off, right? That's what, I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's Twilight Zone level. But when a candidate is debating, usually in a normal debate with two candidates who are thinking about the words that are coming into them, they would then cut somebody off and make a rebuttal. 
It's literally happened in every single debate in the history of mankind. But for the first time in the history of mankind, they told him to do that and they gave him a line to say and they just told Fetterman to scream out arbitrarily as Dr. Oz is making a point to scream out Mastriano, just scream out Mastriano, no matter what he's saying, just scream out Mastriano because apparently Mastriano is less popular and looked at as more radical by uh, moderates, they say, against Shapiro. But listen to Fetterman again. So uh, this is how you know this is exactly what happened. All right, John, and they have to explain this very slowly and a hundred times. John, just invoke Mastriano and cut him off, okay? That's all you got to do. You don't have to listen to what he's saying. Just when he's talking, at some point during the debate, they're probably feeding him this, feeding him this in the earpiece. Just shout out Mastriano. Clown world stuff. Watch this. That every quality public university education should be very oh. affordable oh. Yeah, next in, in, in every yeah. state. No, and that I think that. Bad. Yeah, go to the next clip, Frankie. States yeah. to do what they wish to do. The abortion decision should be left up to states, and specifically when John Fetterman You roll wants, with Doug Mastriano. John, when I'm done, John, moment, John you'll have your turn, Mr. John. One moment, Mr. Fetterman. <laughs> you roll with... Sorry, Frankie, that was my bit on the, uh, on the clip cut there. Yeah, we're good. Um, you roll with Doug Mastriano, right? Because he just had to do that. John Fetterman also had a quote of the night. You heard him on the clip before that talking about schools. Um, where he gave a nonsensical answer. And then with oil companies, he said, and I quote, Dr. Oz has never met an oil company that he didn't swipe right on. What, what does that mean? <laughs> What's that? Is that what, a Twinder, what, Tinder, what, Tinder reference? What does that even mean, guys? What does that even mean? But the people out there want you to know the damage control that was being done is that Dr. Oz and Fetterman, that it was actually very unfair. This was MSNBC's recap of the debate, okay? Frankie, throw this on the screen. This was MSNBC's recap. This is what they said. We're going to read this to you. MSNBC's write-up following the debate. So again, how disingenuous is the press? Most people don't have time to listen to these debates, hear these clips, and make real informed opinions, okay? They don't, okay? They have time to just Google it really quick, read a blurb on their phone about what happened. So this was what MSNBC said. This is the disingenuous lying of the press. This is what millions of people are going to read instead of actually reading the fact that John Fetterman is too ill to be a senator, and that then in and of itself should be disqualifying. This is what they said. Liz Plank from MSNBC. Debate proves U.S. political races are far from accessible. If it wasn't clear that the U.S. electoral system is still not accessible to people with disabilities, tonight was proof. While disabled people have a desire to run, they remain one of the most underrepresented populations in both the state and federal government. The pace and setting of the traditional debate, like, debate, like the one we witnessed in Pennsylvania tonight, even with closed captioning, was not favorable to a candidate who has any kind of processing difficulties. If we want to see more lawmakers with disabilities, we need to th rethink the way we, ele we elect them. That means reimagining what a campaign looks like and even how the candidate should sound. Guys, what? What? What is going on here? Yes, we should have lawmakers with disabilities. Oh, we should then have generals in the military with disabilities. Guys, this is a clown world. Oh, and if you say something about that, there's a new term called ableist, okay? That is discriminating against people who are not of the equal ability. Ableist. Guys, what a joke. 
back in the, since the start of history until now, literally being able was the core quality and competency and qualification to run for a public office. Oh, but now if you say something about like that, you're ableist. Usually a politician would be somebody who's smarter than everybody else, right? Really smart, really competent, can do, long hours, hardworking, and that person is going to work their ass off to represent the underprivileged and the disabled to give them a better life. No, not have the disabled person literally be the candidate doing it because disingenuous as it is, they cannot do the job. And now they've twisted that to say, if you disagree, you're virtue signaling and you are discriminatory because you're not an ableist. Guys, what the hell is going on? We have never seen anything like that. It was a sad display, but what else is new? Mental decrepitness is now the new gold standard of the Democrat party and the regime at the top. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Mike Crispy Unafraid. Oh my goodness, we're just getting started here on this show. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Frankie. How we doing? We're doing. All right, guys, big show today. How many rumbles? You have to do 350 rumbles. We love it, guys. 350 rumbles. Um, Frankie, sorry about that uh, that jump cut there. Oh, I don't mind. Um, Guys, huge show for you guys today. What a crazy debate it was. An absolute dumpster fire. But that's the times we're in right now. It is a scary thought that now they are creeping in the narrative that says we need to elect more people with disabilities. What's that going to do, Frankie? Have more politicians who are controlled by other people, not the actual politician themselves. We've never seen anything like that in the history of the country. It's absurd. But guys, this is why this show exists, because we call it out. What did Fox News do? Act like everything was normal. What did MSNBC do? Be an apologist for Fetterman. What is CNN doing today? Oh, literally just two days ago, they said he's a prime political fighting machine, right? Remember the uh, the CNN guy? What a joke. We need to call it out for what it is, okay? Unacceptable. So guys, please, um, and I'm looking at the live chat right now. We get, do we have the live chat today, Frankie? Yeah, we do. Looking at the live chat, Lauren Cole said, this show deserves more views. Okay, love that. Um, we got uh, Jeremy here saying, let's get them to 1,000 people watching. Guys, that is our goal right now. 1,000 live viewers, okay? A show. We have now uh, kind of uh, upped our game where we go from 600 to about 800 in any given show. We want that to move up from 800 to 1,000. We can do it, guys. We can do it. But you got to spread this message. So everybody right now, go in your social media, take their stream, share it, guys. If you are watching this, hit the plus sign on your browser, okay, or the thumbs up on your mobile app, and that will get the show in the leaderboard, more rumbles, higher results, get the show into more homes and computer screens and help us grow, okay? Because nobody's going to break it down like this. Nobody's going to show you the truth. It is all thanks to you guys that we've had this kind of growth, and it's all thanks to our great sponsors, Frankie. And the sponsor of today's show is EnviroCleanse. Guys, if all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our U.S. Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illnesses causing flu and viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flu from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. Guys, you got to keep the family healthy. If we're going to fight the globalists, you got to be healthy, right? In fact, the hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and even better sleep. So visit EnviroCleanse.com and use code LFA for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. You'll also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's a $150 savings 
and it's right to you for our wonderful LFA listeners. That is EnviroCleanse.com, promo code LFA, EnviroCleanse.com, code LFA. Frankie, we got the uh, AC on in there in a little bit? If you don't have the remote, it's okay. I'll I'll man up through it. Guys, we're just getting started on this show. Guys, rumble this video, share this stream. Uh, Got producer Frankie, Mike Crispy in here, and we are flowing here. 400 rumbles, Frankie. Doing pretty good. Hey, the rumbles, guys. You guys have stepped your rumble game up, okay? Now let's step up the viewership game, and let's get every single show a minimum of 1,000 rumbles, 1,000 live viewers. We can do it thanks to you guys. All right, let's grab back into it, Frankie. All right, and we are on in five. Four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this Wednesday, Wednesday, October 26th from New York with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, we are breaking down the fact that now, unlike anything we've ever seen before, we had a debate last night. I don't think I can emphasize the severity of what's going on, where they are placing candidates who have no independent thought on the stage and passing them off as legit. Notice Frankie Fetterman didn't even button his top button on his suit. It's like, guys, if you're running for the United States Senate, you, you probably should button your top button if it's I'm, your most important. It's like, come on. It's I'm like genuinely a just happy thing. he didn't have a sweatshirt on. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. He really doesn't wear a suit very well. But, like, dude, button your top button. You're going the most important thing in your life. That goes to show you that he's not all there. Couldn't button your top button, dude. Like, come on. Um, looks sloppy. But, guys, if you weren't realizing that this is what they're doing, that proved it last night, okay? And you know what the scariest thing about this is? It's not the fact that Fetterman isn't fit to serve. It's not about that. It's much deeper. You know what this is about? You know what this is about, Frankie? This is about empty vessels assuming power, okay? Joe Biden is a perfect example. John Fetterman is a perfect example. People who cannot think for themselves, who are stood up and propped up like scarecrows, and the scariest thing about that for the first time ever People who are unelected will craft, shape the policies that they vote on and the introduction, the uh, intra- the legislation that they introduce. It's scary. We've never seen anything like it. Usually you elect your representative. They say what they mean. They go get it done. They have an agenda. For the first time ever, we have a president who doesn't embody that. We have Senate candidates who do not embody that. And nobody can get clear answers on what these people actually think deep down. That's the scariest thing. So dark, shadowy, globalist, Bill Gates-backed actors are going to control these candidates. That's the message that isn't getting across in the mainstream media that we need to point out. It is dire. It is severe. I would rather have a Democrat that had independent thought that I knew what they were thinking than a propped up, controlled, uniparty Republican type who had a stroke who couldn't complete sentences. That's the truth. Because transparency and reality is much more important than just an R or a D, right? It's insane. But guys, this is where we have ended up right now. And if you don't believe that dark shadowy actors are pulling the strings of members of Congress and members of Senate, guys, what happened in the state of New York? What happened around the country? They shut down your businesses over the last two or three years. Unimaginable carnage has been caused in this country. And there was a ruling by the New York Supreme Court that came out the other day and people were celebrating. Frankie, throw this up on the screen. It's a piece of good news, but with a caveat. New York Supreme Court orders New York City to rehire back pay wages to unvaccinated city employees, okay? So that's a win, right? And everyone's like, oh, this is good, right? They're getting their back pay. They're getting rehired. But you know what the sad thing is, guys? Mission accomplished by the globalists. There are thousands and tens of thousands of people who had to leave, who went into poverty, whose family members died, whose marriages got split up, whose kids couldn't eat. They have irreparable damage 
because of these mandates. Everybody knew it was illegal. Everybody knew it was wrong. And they knew, the globalists knew, that our court system would one day figure that out and exonerate these people and justify it. But these people are so dark and evil. The politicians knew this. They're not stupid. They knew that the courts would overturn this one day. But you know what they knew? They knew that the court system would take two or three years to kind of sift through everything and that there would be irreversible damage done and the systematic norms would be changed. And that's what happened. So while I celebrate this and I think we should all be happy about it, just know that they knew that this would happen. They knew that this would happen, but their mission was accomplished, okay? Because if you are going to change the greatest country in the history of the world, you have to do it incrementally and fundamentally. And at the same time, while you do these things that are literally tantamount to Nazi Germany, okay? Literally, it's led to the death and destruction. It's led to discrimination. Show me your papers, right? It is so bad. But guys, MSNBC and the propaganda arm wants to know that Republicans right now, this was just the other day on MSNBC a couple days ago, that Republicans right now running on the economy are actually the real Nazis, not people pushing these draconian, disingenuous policies. No, no, us Republicans who talk about the economy, that actually makes you a Nazi. Roll this. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever, but it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany, which is a bunch of citizens... Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote. Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear those sorts of things. And then, oh, lo and behold, a few years later, they lost their democracy. And they're all like, how'd that happen here? That's my worry. That wow. is my worry. If, wow. And look at, look at Joy Reid, okay? Joy Reid is the person that Kanye West calls out. And that's why they're silencing him. A blackface manipulating the black community that is paid off, makes millions of dollars, has an Ivy League degree, okay, because of affirmative action, they place her there. And you put this white liberal with glasses. They all have glasses. for They all these big glasses and, you know, lesbians and these guys. They go on TV and they say, oh, Republicans are like Hitler. Did you hear that? Oh, they're not Nazis, but this is kind of how, like, Hitler came to power. No, not the fact that they continue to push the death jab, not the fact that they continue to use propaganda and fear mongering tactics, kind of how Hitler did to manipulate the impressionable youth and the impressionable people who are really afraid, who might have some serious underlying health problems. And then they hear the levers of power, which they traditionally have trusted. They hear them say things like this, and then they prey on their fears and manipulate them. Guys, this MSNBC says Republicans are Hitler for talking about the economy. This is Nazi-like tactics. Listen to this disingenuous decrepitness. And think about Fetterman as a senator, okay? And think about Biden as the president. Somebody else is putting these thoughts and these words into action. Frankie, roll it. COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone, almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots. Or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. Oh, everybody who dies because of COVID, it's because they're not going to get their shot. Oh, interesting, really. Uh, is there anybody who's still dying of COVID out there, Frankie? That's a good anybody? I, Any, I, I mean, there were, very, there were very few to begin with because, like, oh, you got in a car accident? COVID death. Oh, you had cancer? COVID death. 
right? The tests were proven to be almost 50% inaccurate, literally, okay? Uh, like, there's so many false positives, and then they died of something else, COVID death. Now Biden is saying that, that everybody who dies, it will be because of COVID. And the timing is so sinister, because it's two, three weeks before the midterm. You notice they pulled back on the COVID narrative. They kind of, like, eased in on, like, oh, things are now reopening. Oh, the Supreme Court turned over the ruling. Oh, this is good for people. Oh, the justice system works its way. But Biden is still warning us that COVID is a threat, right? Guys, this is a strategy to manipulate and put people in fear. And simultaneously, while Joe Biden still shills for the pharma companies, this is how fake they are. Joe Biden now has a new theme on his campaign that somehow he beat big with all this going on. They have the audacity to lie. This is how little they think of the voters that they're going to have him say in every single campaign stump speech that he beat Big Pharma. And just like Fetterman, there's nothing to back it up. He's just going to yell it, scream it, open his eyes really wide, bug eyes when he says it, and it's going to be accepted as fact. What a joke. Don't believe me. This is exactly what's going on. Frankie, roll it. We tried and tried, but finally we beat Big Pharma. We beat them. That's a big deal. Oh. Yeah. I've been trying to do that since your age. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to do that since your age. Joe Biden, how did you beat Big Pharma? Pharma. How did you beat Big Pharma? You keep saying it on the campaign trail. And unfortunately, a substrate of the population, the same substrate that's going to vote for John Fetterman, even though he's a potato, those people are going to believe that he beat Big Pharma. Oh my God, Joe Biden beat Big Pharma. What could he have possibly done to beat Big Pharma? Frankie, throw this up on the screen. This is an interesting article that I saw that kind of connects the dots here. Pfizer CEO says the company ready to execute in a pivotal 2023. Do you know what Pfizer from 2021 to 2022 did? Do you know, Frankie, what they did? They doubled their revenue. Double. Think about that. Doubled the revenue. And the year before that, it went up exponentially. So every year, Pfizer is doubling their revenue, making more money to push more experimental drugs. The MNRA uh, uh, technology and the vaccines they're pushing out is now the majority of what Pfizer is doing as a company. But he beat Big Pharma. And all the governments around the world are buying the vaccine off of Pfizer that genetically alters people's DNAs when they got it, get it shot in them. And now children are having health problems and everybody around the world bought it. And uh, the president of Brazil is a crazy conspiracy theorist because he was the only one who didn't take Pfizer's calls. Remember that? Uh, no, the president of Brazil beat Big Pharma by not playing into that and taking the calls. Joe Biden, on the other hand, allowed Pfizer to make billions of dollars off of this, okay, billions with a B, and then get up there and say that he beat Big Pharma, and now Pfizer's saying, we're ready for a pivotal 2023. Guys, you know what that means? That means the final stage of the New World Order, and every single piece of media propaganda is sponsored by who? It's sponsored by Pfizer, and Joe Biden, in one breath, says we beat Big Pharma, right, as he's campaigning in the midterm, and Every clapping seal below him is going to now use that line and parrot that line and somehow, you know, convince people to accept it as fact. And at the same time, this is how hilarious it is. At the same time, Joe Biden will then tell people out there, yes, the pandemic is over if you got vaccinated, but also, you know, we have to keep sustaining Big Pharma. You got to keep getting your COVID jabs. Yeah, just like the flu now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, big deadly pandemic, just like the flu. Yeah, okay. Frankie, roll his clip. And if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot once a year. That's it. 
Oh, get one more COVID shot once a year. So guys, what did it go from 15 days to slow the spread to get a shot once a year because we tell you, and then if you don't do that, well, then everybody who dies from COVID will be because of this. That's what it is, guys. That is exactly what it is. And why could Joe Biden be pushing that? Could it be because somehow people getting a shot once a year will actually lead to the demise of big pharma, right? Because Joe Biden's beating them, right? Oh, no, actually, now the COVID vaccine, right? Because Pfizer is such a good humanitarian company. The COVID-19 vaccine will cost upwards of $130 per dose, Pfizer says. And then the article goes on to say, well, it's going to be covered by insurance. Guys, what do you think happens with that? The insurance premiums are going to go up, okay? People will pay for it one way or another. And people are going to get that jab. $130. You know what would beat Big Pharma? You know what would beat Big Pharma? Ivermectin, which costs $5, okay, which you could buy anywhere and doesn't alter the, and mutate the, G, the DNA of people that take it and then lead to them having more health problems and then lead to more drugs and more medical and more big pharma intervention, right? That would be beating big pharma. But guys, this is the sinister nature of this, okay? This is coming out and rolling out two weeks before the election. And what I hate the most about political candidates, period, on both sides of the aisle, is that they love to play this game of, the people have a short memory, so I'm going to contort reality. They love to play that game. They really do. And that's what I hate most about politicians that spin these things. Oh, remember at the beginning of the show, Gene Pierre? Oh, we're really worried about the Hatch Act. We don't want to comment on it because we might be, you know, intervening in elections and that's not allowed. Yeah, okay. As their smokescreen, not to say too much about it. But listen to the Biden regime now say, this is laughable, that they actually were in support of keeping schools open during COVID and having in-person learning. Hmm. Do you think maybe the fact that the elections are two weeks away could correlate to why they are now spinning this and saying this literally for the first time in two and a half years? Roll the clip, Frankie. I think there are many of us in the public health community who are arguing for in-person education as safe, doable, really useful for children. Um, there is not one single view, but I think there is no question about it. Uh, many of us believe from relatively early in the pandemic that... Um, that it was really important for kids to have in-person education. Oh, it really was, yes. So many health professionals were doing it. Really? Uh, let's see, in New York City, public school enrollment dropped by 25% because they had they had this virtual learning for a while that nobody, you think people in the hood are logging on their laptops and doing virtual learning? Absolutely not. You think schools that are still charging $50,000 for tuition that went totally virtual, that the kids were learning at the same rate? You think that even when it goes in person, that kids are wearing masks, young kids are still learning at the same rate. This is what they do, guys. This is what they do. Just like what I showed at the beginning of this block. They cause irreversible carnage for people. Irreversible. They destroyed lives. They destroyed small businesses. And now, right before the election, oh, it was proven to be unconstitutional. Okay, problem solved, right? The courts ruled on it. But no, they were disingenuous because they knew the courts would overturn it, but they knew they would have a couple of years to usher in what they wanted to do. The irreversible, evil, demonic, damaging effects. That's exactly what it is. And just like that, the same thing applies to our children in the education system. What did they accomplish in the last three years? They dumbed down the future voting block. Children's test scores are at an all-time low. China test scores their children are at an all-time high. We now have dumber children who are learning at a slower rate 
we've like we've never seen before, and that is thanks to them pushing virtual learning, and in some cases, virtual learning with a mask. In some cases, virtual learning, and in order to be in the virtual classroom, you have to have proof of a vaccination to be in the virtual classroom. That is actually at Rutgers University in New Jersey. That is 100% a fact and true. Oh, but the Biden regime now says that they were totally, that their medical experts were looking for ways to do it. No, guys, that is the fake phony line they spit out right before an election and they know it and they know they've had two years to implement and cause their damage. And now they're trying to fool people again to win an election, just like what they're doing with Fetterman. We cannot fall for it, guys. What sinister scum bags. Oh, my goodness. But we're calling it out on this show. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Mike Chris. Mike, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Mike Chris. Be unafraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frank A. All right. All right, guys. Uh, let's throw that live chat up, Frankie. Oh, yeah. Let's throw the live chat. Guys, 450 rumbles. We appreciate you guys. Got the live chat up right now. Uh, we're going to do a couple live chats here. Uh, guys, got this popped up. Um, not tested, not vaxxed, not afraid, pure blood. Going to stay that way, says Nan77. That is terrific. Love that, guys. Almost 700 watching, guys. Rumble this video, please. That is the plus sign on your browser. That is a thumbs up on your mobile app. If you guys are watching out there and you don't understand, that is what gets this show to the next level. Your rumbles and your shares, okay? So pop this show into your web browser, in, uh, in the web browser, pop it into your social media, share the stream. Takes two seconds. Uh, looking at the live chat right now, I uh, want to shout out Marilyn uh, Dockerdorf. Uh, always in the chat. We appreciate you, Marilyn. Want to shout out Amanda Collins. Amanda Collins, thank you for being an incredible supporter of the show. We appreciate you so much. Uh, D-R-I-G-H-E-T-T-I-N. Hi, Mike. Hello. Um, SoCal Pistol. Hi, Mike from Nashville. We love Nashville, Tennessee. Great place. Um, we got people from all around the country that are watching. And I love, Frankie, that the majority of our audience is Pure blood, unvaccinated. We love that. So, guys, you're now officially part of this stream. We got your live chats in here. Yeah, Frankie. Why, why don't we tell them about uh, our event? In oh, a couple, a couple and weeks. I was just going to get to that, Frankie. We're, we're, Frankie and I are thinking on the same page, guys. Because of our growth. Because of what you've done, because of all the rumbles, because of all the success of the show, because of all the success of LFA TV, guys, you are not going to want to miss election night. Okay, LFA TV presents the real results 2022. Fox News, what are they doing? Calling Arizona too early? What is Newsmax doing? Selling out to the corporate shells? What are all these other media outlets doing? Beholden to these liberal advertisers and TV providers? Guys, not LFA TV. We are the last line of free information because we are built on a free speech foundation of Rumble and Getter. So guys... On election night, a lot of you guys are going to be watching the returns. Don't watch the mainstream media garbage. They're not going to give it to you straight. They're not going to give real results. LFA TV is going to bring you the real results 2022. All the LFA TV hosts with dozens of experts from around the country zooming into our thing, popping up on the screen, joining us live on the air. We're going to have the breakdowns. We're going to have the data. We're going to have the stats. We're going to have the graphs. We're going to have the map. All these things. It's going to be anchored by yours truly. Jeremy Harrell is going to be with uh, us uh, for most of the coverage, if not all of it. And we're going to have guests coming in, roundtable panel discussions, the real results to 2022. You are not going to want to miss it. A massive milestone for LFA TV. Huge 
First thing we've done, live coverage going up against the mainstream media fake news outlets. You will not hear analysis like this anywhere else, guys. Get ready for the real results. 2022 presented by LFA TV on election night. I think we're going to go 7 p.m. to midnight. You're not going to want to miss it, guys. I am so excited. Can't wait to bring it to you. Let's have 10,000 people live viewing at a time, um, you know, when we're rolling that broadcast. I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. All right, Frankie. Amazing. Frankie, I know you were doing I'm so hyped about Frankie's that doing guys, Frankie's been waiting for this moment. I know Frankie for obviously many years. Um we were childhood friends. And um Frankie has been raring to go for years to oh, yeah. like show his full production skills and put the maps and the graphs and do this real coverage. So we're really excited about it. Um, people are saying New York's got to go past midnight. All right, we'll go to 2 a.m. then. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. uh, also, uh, people are asking how to follow me. I'm on uh, Producer Frankie. Yeah, Producer Frankie. Producer guys, Frankie. go to Truth Social right now at Producer Frankie. Go to Truth Social at Crispy. Get her at my Crispy Instagram at my Crispy NJ. Always pumping out the short clips there. I'm also commentating on what's going on in real time. So follow Producer Frankie myself. Just look us up and you can follow us and what we're doing and that helps the show grow as well tag us uh when you share our videos and all that that'd be awesome so let's do this all right let's do it all right and all right let's see how many rumbles right before we get back into it 471 guys 550 by the end of the show we can do it <laughs> yesterday we ended with 558 the day before that we had like 599 okay 600 Guys, let's get a minimum 550 Rumbles a live show. That is the new standard. Then we're going to go 600, 700, then we're going to take over. All right, ready, Frankie? All right, we are on in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this October 26th with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, we are breaking down what we saw last night, the debates. The media isn't giving you the real spin on what's going on. They are not telling you the reality of what these elections mean and the implications of electing empty stand-in candidates. Have we ever seen a trend like this where Democrats don't hold campaign rallies? They don't step on the debate stage unless they are absolutely forced to. They don't do public media. They don't engage the public. They do nothing that isn't in a purely controlled environment. We have never seen anything like this. How is this happening? I'll tell you how it's happening. Fake news props up these candidates. The globalists fund them three to one against the Republicans. And fake, phony election mail-in ballot schemes continue to run rampant. And when the election is close, that is when the fraud really overtakes. So we got to overwhelm the fraud. And I am watching a race unlike any other. My favorite race to watch right now is the one in New York. Okay, obviously a little biased because we're, you know, broadcasting the show from New York. But guys, the New York debate last night was really incredible. It is the most underrated race right now in the country, okay? What's going on with Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul. Guys, Lee Zeldin is a terrific candidate. He voted against the election results, okay? He's always been an ally of President Trump. And he has incredible appeal to the moderates and the independents. I am so excited about Lee Zeldin's candidacy, really. I mean, I've never met the guy, um, but I grew up in his congressional district on Long Island. So Lee Zeldin is doing incredible work. And last night, he debated Kathy Hochul. And Kathy Hochul, if you don't know, replaced the disgraced Andrew Cuomo, the guy who said, made the sexually perverse jokes that were, you know, really offensive to us Italians because he was like, you know, making the, oh, I'm not perverted, I'm Italian. Excuse me, racist. <laughs> <laughs> She's, I'm not perverted, I'm Italian. So 
This is what we see, okay? Kathy Oakle took over. She's been an absolute dumpster fire. She's the one who wore a necklace that said vaxxed, right? Um, what a sellout. Because she used to be endorsed by the NRA back in, way back when. But this is what corporate globalist money will do. They sell their soul out. They don't know how to act in front of a camera. And then they regurgitate talking points like this. So you see what the death and destruction of these mandates have done. You know that polling is so unfavorable, right? How they've destroyed lives and what these vaccine mandates do. But Kathy Hochul wants you to know that she wouldn't do anything differently. Really, that's what she said. Roll the clip, Frankie. Been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for healthcare workers. You've been... I would do it. Oh, first of all, I hate the term shots in arms. I, that's a disgust. That makes us feel like, that makes us feel like we're robots. Shots in arms, shots in arms. It's like, we're like animals. Okay. Oh, get those shots in the arms. It is the most inhumane thing to say. When somebody said shots in arms, you know, they are a corporatist, globalist controlled drone. Shots in arms. Yeah. It doesn't matter to the people. No, there's shots in arms. That's what we need. doesn't matter somebody's individual medical status or situation. Back in the day, you used to not get a vaccine if you had an underlying health problem or a religious reason or something. Nope, shots in arms. You're a, you're a sheep. You're a number to these people. You're going to live in a pod and eat bugs. Yeah, shots in arms. And Kathy Oakle said, I wouldn't do anything differently. And then she pivots and does what? Oh, this guy's a climate change denier. Oh, good. Because let's see, let's see, Kathy Oakle. Everybody in your party said the biggest city in your state would be underwater by the year 2008. And it's fine. It's very buoyant. I'm very buoyant right now, as I always say. New York City is not underwater. Breaking news. So maybe the climate change ruse is nothing more than a money laundering front. It's exactly what it is. Oh, he's an election denier. Oh, guys, Kathy Oakle, people don't care. And it's amazing because all the polling backs this up, but she's not changing her tune. One, because she can't. Two, because she knows that if it's close, she'll be able to fraudulently get herself over the top with the mail-ins and all those schemes. But guys, Kathy Hochul, not even on issues like the, the medical stuff, right? And the medical tyranny. When it comes to crime, something that is that is just, just so, like, again, just indefensible, watching these violent crimes in your face every day in New York. We show them on the show all the time. Kathy Hochul wants to know why Lee Zeldin cares about it. Well, how could he care about it? Frankie, roll this clip. This, this governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate, she still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. Oh, I don't know why that's so important. I don't know why that's so important. Maybe it's because good people can't even go to work anymore and take public transit without stepping over bodies of strung out homeless people who are sleeping on hypodermic needles convulsing from their heroin, okay? Maybe that's why. And maybe those people have some problems and they're more prone to commit crimes, like pushing an innocent person on the subway tracks. And then those people go to jail and then they're let out two minutes later. Remember the guy who was robbing the bodega and the other guy fought back? And then the guy who owned the bodega, who killed the robber, who was holding him at gunpoint, went to jail? Maybe people are turned off by that, Kathy Hochul. Maybe people just want to be able to live their lives freely and not have to worry about walking down the street and getting mugged, harassed, or anything of the sort. I don't know why it's such a big deal, says Kathy Hochul. I don't know why illegal immigrants coming into the city and the fact that they get more resources in this from the state of New York than the actual homeless people who have actually maybe paid taxes at some point in their life. 
I don't know why that's a big deal. Kathy Oka wants you to know that she has the immigration thing under control. She's compassionate. She's great. All your tax dollars going to the illegal immigrants. Yeah, it's it's actually Kathy Hochul's way or the highway. And she couldn't even be bothered to have an open dialogue with the governors of other states to maybe reach a deal. Oh, you know why? Because that would make Biden look bad. Okay, because Biden's letting all these illegal immigrants come in. And Kathy Oakle, even as a slip up, if you notice this clip here that we show, we slice and dice on my crispy unafraid like no other show. Kathy Oakle mentions they come from Venezuela. What have we shown in this show about Venezuela? The most dangerous people are in Venezuela. Venezuela has the highest murder rate out of any country in Central America, South America. And those are the majority of the illegal immigrants coming across the border because Maduro, the, uh, the dictator there, is letting the Venezuelans out of the prison then they get shipped up, then they come to the United States, then they commit crime, they destabilize cities, good people move out of those cities to other places, and then places like New York are only left with liberals so Democrats can further and strengthen their control, and the cycle of their power continues. It's the only way they can win. And then they call the Great Replacement Theory a conspiracy theory. So listen to Kathy Hochul talk about the illegal immigration stuff, and listen to how she spins it, and listen to the buzzwords here. Listen carefully. He understood our frustration that this really is a federal problem, that these people shouldn't be used as political pawns by these governors. That's disgraceful, number one. But secondly, why can't we do the processing and start them on the path to asylum at the border instead of sending them all over the state where they have no connections? So we're working on this. I've supported Eric Adams' efforts to, on logistics, the Port Authority Gateway, uh, MTA truck buses, but that billion-dollar number, I believe, is going to be significantly less because after our conversations, President Biden started making changes so people are more likely to have an incentive to stay in their own country. We're talking mostly about Venezuela, those individuals. So we, we've already seen a stemming of the tide of people. You know, I don't know that that'll change, but right now it's in a different direction. But we're there to be of assistance to the mayor. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kathy Hochul would have called. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. Should I call them? Should I call the people? Guys, it is such a joke. Did you hear the buzzwords there? To hear Kathy Oakle so disingenuous about it. How could New Yorkers vote for that? She was never elected. How could they vote for that? But unfortunately, it's going to be a close race. And that's the sad and amazing thing about it. And you know why it's going to be a close race? Because the people in the local New York media are going to help Kathy Hochul any chance they get. Because those people are living in their ivory towers. They make a lot of money. They don't care that New York is, is in shambles. They don't care, right? All they want to do is play gotcha on Lee Zeldin about Donald Trump. Listen to Lee Zeldin and listen to this exchanger. And then we're going to talk about uh, what I think Lee Zeldin was doing here. Roll the clip. Donald Trump run for president in 2024, Lee Zeldin. Not even thinking about it. I'm focused on 14 days from today, defeating Kathy Hochul and saving New York State. Listen, okay. So what did Lee Zeldin do right there? They tried to play a gotcha. You know what they want to do? You know why that was asked? So some people would say, well, he should have said I support Trump 2024. Okay. And Lee Zeldin definitely does support Trump 2024. But what they tried to do there was the, the moderators, and you heard, you saw Kathy Hochul smiling there. The moderators tried to give Kathy Hochul a win in the debate. Because you know what would have happened? If he would have said yes, there would have been no talk about what Kathy Hochul said on crime. No talk about what Kathy Hochul said about the mandates. No talk about anything about the economy and it being the most moved out of state. All the headlines would have said, Lee Zeldin supports Trump 2024. And that would have erased all the other things he said because all the mainstream media outlets would have just reported that and they would have buried the lead of what actually went on in the debate. 
okay? Because they would have totally eradicated it. So yes, Lee Zeldin, he definitely supports Trump in 2024. I have no doubt about that. But he's running to be the governor right now. These are state issues. And he said, I'm not even thinking about it. And what you do when you say you're not even thinking about it is you don't let them write the headline. Okay, because they wanted to get the soundbite that could translate to the headline that could overshadow everything that Lee Zeldin said. So it's not about a matter of whether he supports Trump or not. It's about the mainstream media teeing up a question to help Kathy Hochul to erase everything stupid that she said. And Lee Zeldin did not take the bait. So I just want to give that little breakdown there. Inside scoop as a former candidate myself of how they try to play games. You saw Hochul's stupid, demented, Botox-induced smile there, and Lee Zeldin did not take the bait. He is a real deal candidate, and we can save New York, the state that we're in right now. I can't wait for it, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frank A. All right. All right, how we doing, guys? We're going to throw the live chat up, guys. Make sure you stick around for Anna Perez's show after this wrong thing coming up right after this on Rumble. Go Rumble her show. I think she's back live today. She was having some connection problems and she was pre-recording. So I think all that is fixed. I think she's back live. She's a, a star in the making. Her show is taken off, um, just like our show. And, um, you know, I, I was looking at the chat. Um, how many Rumbles are we at right now, Frankie? What? I like the Shelly Rose comment, if you look at that. What did she the, say? Look on the chat right there. <laughs> I can't see it. Re- no, read up it. top on the screen. Mike, I decided to come back and see if you have stopped taking God's name in vain. I'm so sorry. So far, so good. I'm sorry. What'd you say? What? So far, so good. Okay. She we said so far, so good. We to not take our guys, Lord's name in guys, vain. Guys, listen. I'm, if I take the Lord's name in vain every now and then, I'm very sorry. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect, okay? You know, I am a Christian. I love God. I do this because we are in a spiritual battle right now. I mean, it, there could not be a more defined good versus evil. So I'm imperfect. I appreciate you guys bearing with me. I know sometimes I curse and say these things. You know, I'm an imperfect guy, but I'm fighting. I'm fighting for these values. I'm fighting because you know what the most marginalized group in the country right now is? White Christians, okay? It's a fact, okay? We are the most marginalized group in the country right now. They want to erase us. I'm fighting for that because that's what this country was built on. These values, okay? The value system. And if you say that now, well, then you're a, you're, a, you're a white nationalist, right? You're a nationalist. No, it's called the values that have made this country great. And people from all around the world of all different races, color, creeds, and religions, the real people on the ground, not how the media spins it, they embrace the values that have made America, America, okay? So that's what I'm fighting for every single day. Guys, appreciate you all so much. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Su- Suzanne 15. Thank you very much. All right. Guys, we are, our show is flowing. We are going to get 550 rumbles, guys, right now. How many rumbles? 509. Guys, help us get. We got to beat yesterday's number. We had 558. So, guys, we have 510 right now. If you are watching the stream and you have not rumbled yet, plus sign on the browser, thumbs up. You have five minutes. You have five minutes to do it. Okay. <laughs> and, guys, if you want to support this show, uh, sponsor of our show, great company. This makes for a great gift at the holidays as it's coming up. MyPatriotCigars.com right now. Guys, they got a sample or pack right there. Any red-blooded alpha male you know, freedom-loving patriot who likes a good smoke, right? Celebrating success we're going to have in the midterms. Perfect gift for any occasion, guys. MyPatriotCigars.com right now. Use promo code CRISPY for 15% off your order. It's a company run by great patriots. MyPatriotCigars.com right now. Awesome gift for anybody out there who has a true male in their life and they want to celebrate success and celebrate life, right? Life is too short not to enjoy it. Um, and we're going to beat and destroy these globalists. So we're going to have a lot to celebrate here very soon. Yes, so go to mypatriotcigars.com right now and get a jump on the celebration. Right, Frankie? Yes. All right, guys. Appreciate you. One more call for the Rumbles. We are at 515 right now, guys. Five minutes. 
Give me 558. Come on. Rumble this video. I'm working hard for you. <laughs> All right. And we are All right. on. Final segment. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here. This has been a tuned up. This has been a tuned up Wednesday edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. I'm so grateful for everybody tuning into the show. Um, no other network will break down what's really going on. No other network will show you just how decrepit these campaigns are of the Democrat Party. Joe Biden is the new standard bearer, and the new standard is Democrat candidates who cannot think for themselves, right? We show Kathy Hochul. She went from an NRA backer okay, to literally wearing a Vax necklace and selling out to the people above her who told her, put the necklace on, Kathy, otherwise no campaign money for you. John Fetterman, we can't swap you out, John, right? You're, it, you, you can't think for yourself? Oh, that's even better, okay? It's going well with Joe Biden right now. We're ushering in the new world order because the guy can't think for himself. So you know what, John? The less you can speak, the better for us, right? That's what's going on. But guys, Joe Biden right now is literally leading the charge on that. He called for the sixth time, breaking records every day, Kamala Harris, the vice president, the president. Roll the clip, Frankie. Yeah, happy birthday, great president. Uh, we know uh, your mom's always with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to our great president. You know what I think that is, actually? I think what that is, is I think that is Joe Biden being stuck in vice president mode. And every time he's giving a speech in the White House, I think his brain is like predisposed to say the president because he spent his you know entire career kind of like pumping up Barack Obama, even though behind the scenes he would say, oh, he's like the first ever articulate black guy I've ever seen. Remember that? So I think that's what his brain is stuck in that gear. Nobody else has pretty said good that. Call. That's a pretty good call, right? I mean, I was thinking about that. I was watching. I'm like, that's really what it is. So that's how much that guy is stuck, okay? He's stuck in 2009. It, that's very scary. That's the reason behind it, okay? Not because he thinks Kamala's the president, because he doesn't know that he's the president. And he's used to being in a White House lectern and talking about Barack Obama. Very strange, but that's exactly what it is. But guys, nobody else calls us out. MSNBC certainly wouldn't call this out. Matter of fact, MSNBC won't even correct Joe Biden's blatant lies as he pumps up Kamala Harris, thinking that's going to help him galvanize the black vote. Listen to this utter. This is probably the worst lie you've ever heard on MSNBC. Well, there's been a lot of Vice it. President of the United yeah, States, yeah. Vice President Harris. How's she doing? You're almost two years in. How's she doing? She's doing great. She is a, uh, first of all, she's smart as hell. She has, she has a backbone like a ramrod and she has enormous integrity. And, uh, but if you take a look out there, there isn't any public figure that is, you know, He's like, please don't fall asleep. Favorable ratings. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, a 60% approval rating. Did you hear that? Joe Biden just said, as he was stuttering and stammering his words, that nobody has a 60% approval rating except for Kamala Harris. Just like eight in 10 Democrats want Joe Biden to run again, as he claims. So we do a little uh, uh, fact checking here, real fact checking, right? Real results 2022 on this show. And just so you know how demonstrably false that was, okay? This is the liberals 538, okay? This is their polling average of Kamala Harris's approval rating. So guys, if you were just watching the flyby MSNBC headlines and you said, wow, that's crazy. You know, Kamala Harris is, is kind of a, a buffoon. How could 60% people approve of her? That's weird. How could that be? I, I must be, you know, not looking. I must be racist if I don't support Kamala Harris if I think she's dumb, right? Because according to the president, 60% of people approve of it. 
<laughs> right? And that's what he says, and nobody corrects him. It's accepted as fact by that shill, right? Another another black actor trying to manipulate the black vote. Kamala Harris is black, right? So that means you got to vote for Biden just because of that, even though they're destroying the inner cities. Here is the liberals' 538 polling average on Kamala Harris to end this show. Do Americans approve or disapprove of Kamala Harris? All of the polling, this is as of October 14th, 2022. So unless in the last four days, Kamala Harris has, you know, solved world hunger and cured cancer, it's pretty accurate. Kamala Harris's approval rating is 38.4%. As a matter of fact, her disapproval rating is almost 51%. So Joe Biden, what stat are you looking at, buddy boy? MSNBC, how do you not correct that? Imagine if Trump said, oh, I have a 60% approval rating. They'd be laughing in his face. But Joe Biden is able to say that Kamala Harris is a 60% approval rating when we literally are showing you the graph right there, literally showing you the graph that she has a 38% approval rating, which was lower than President Trump at any point, according to all of the same liberal poll outlets that were definitely shafting him by five or six points, okay? Guys, what a joke. What a joke. But you know what's not a joke? The truth. And you know what we're committed to on the show? Telling the truth, exposing it in bold America first and always unafraid fashion. This has been an amazing episode of the show. I want to thank everybody who tuned in. Make sure you rumble this video on the way out. If you're watching uh, after it, make sure you share it. Go to MikeCrispy.com. Support our show. Support this network because we are truly just getting started. We will see you tomorrow.